0: Hey everybody, welcome into this week's Five for Fighting. It's me, Mike Bernier. I am back for some more exciting NHL action talk uh, here on the stream, on the feed, the Huddle Up podcast feed, obviously. Uh, If you're not already, like, subscribe, do all those cool things. Uh, If you're available, hit the five stars, give us a rating. If you're not already, go over to tpublic.com slash huddle up and check out all the cool t-shirt ideas that... Jim has come up with there. Um, you got a couple of different hockey designs up right now, including the Washington Capitals. Um, we might have some more coming up in the near future once I'm actually able to convince uh, Big Jim of that. So check that out. Uh, but we're here to talk about some things going on around the National Hockey League. Some uh, five topics as always. Uh, thanks to everybody who reached out to me after last week's show, told me how much they enjoyed the new concept. I'm having a lot of fun with it. Having a lot of fun talking about the, uh, the, the hockey stuff that's going on. I think that this is a lot of uh, peak hockey talk that's going to come out in these next couple weeks. Uh, but let's start with the topics. Um, we're going to start with one first. We're going to get this one out of the way because I believe it dominated hockey talk throughout the week. Um, and I'm going to title it that the Boston Bruins are a scumbag organization. Uh, they, decided, they decided to sign uh, Nathan Miller. Um, yeah, or Mitchell. I'm sorry, Mitchell. Mitchell Miller, um, who is a known just garbage human being. Gary Bettman, one of the first good things that he's done as NHL commissioner, came out and said the league was not consulted before the signing due to his, quote, reprehensible and unacceptable behavior. Bettman also added that Miller may never be eligible to play in the National Hockey League. For those of you that don't know, because either A, you're not a hockey fan, or B, you don't know um, Miller's situation, um, Miller, uh, who is now 20, six years ago at the age of 14, um, was convicted of bullying a black, mentally disabled child, teenager, uh, Isaiah mayer Crothers, uh, when he was 14, which included racial taunts, physical abuse. Miller and classmates were charged in the state of Ohio. Uh, Miller hasn't gone out of his way to apologize um, to Isaiah's family directly, or even him, only doing so via court order. Um, yeah, not not a good situation. Um, the signing happened, um, and then last Wednesday, after I recorded the show, uh, excuse me, Last Wednesday is when they said they were interested. Friday after I dropped the show, uh, he was signed. Uh, immediately Outrage from a lot of people around the league, including veterans uh, from the Bruins organization, Nick, Ful- Nick Fulgino and Patrice Bergeron. Um, Bettman obviously put his foot down. Um, the, fan, the fans of the National Hockey League, not just Bruins fans that were upset, but fans in general uh, of the National Hockey League, myself included, were absolutely disgusted by... By the decision here um just not good um not a good decision not a good excuse me thing for for them to actually think is a it's a good idea um this kid has no right to play hockey in the national hockey league um even if he has a million people come out and say that you know oh, well, he's changed and all this, that, and the other. I don't think there's any spot in the National Hockey League for someone such as him after the stuff that he's done. The Bruins then came out and said that after, based on new information, they chose not to uh, move forward with him. What new information came out, guys? Like, we all have known, like, what, what, what this kid has done. He's not a good person. Like, I'm not a... Guy that wants to sit here and talk bad about organizations, unless you're the insert Pittsburgh Penguins talk here. Um, but yeah, no, that's a real scumbag move. Um, I don't know if it's the Boston Bruins, I don't know if it th- their, their GM just decided that he was just gonna make like the dumbest decision that he could ever make in his entire life. Um, but I, I just didn't understand the thought process, I didn't understand, um, you know, the logic behind it, because there was no good that was ever going to come out of this. There was no like, oh, well, you know, we thought it was a great idea at the time. No, like there was never anything good that was going to come from signing this kid. There was nothing that was ever going to come good from from bringing more light to this horrible situation. Um, There's a reason why the Arizona Coyotes, a team who would die to have young talent right now, who's in the middle of a rebuild, you know, would choose to not offer this kid a contract once what he came out and did was, was actually shown uh, to the light of day. So, yeah, no, definitely not a, a fan of this moronic decision from the Boston Bruins. And I'm glad that Gary Bettman put his foot down and stopped this before it could get out of hand with this kid potentially being a member of the Boston Bruins organization in the future. Number two for the topics this week. Alexander Ovechkin seven eight seven, all of which are with the Washington Capitol, moving him into first place in goals scored with a single team. He got the goal against the Arizona Coyotes on November fifth. He has added a goal uh, against the Edmonton Oilers on the seventh. He now sits at seven eighty eight. Ovechkin is on uh, eight hundred goal watch. Um, he has some couple matchups coming up here. Obviously, they played the Pittsburgh Penguins tonight. Um, as I'm recording this, that game is still being played. Don't know what's going on uh, with him there. He is now sitting in third place all alone, obviously, still. He is right behind Gordy Howe, who is at 801, and then obviously Wayne Gretzky, the top of the class, at 894 goals over his career. But Alexander Ovechkin stands alone as doing the most goals scored with one organization. Salute to the captain, salute to number eight. Ovi, uh, as a Washington Capitol fan, I'm really glad that you were able to score that goal. Uh, obviously in red, white, and blue, so very happy to uh, still have Ovi here around. Hopefully we find a way to uh, to get to 895 and the record uh, before he hangs up the skates. Number three this week, Evander Kane will miss the next three to four months after getting his wrist cut via via skate blade during a scrum uh, during Tuesday night's game. Um, Crazy, crazy situation here. Um, It's not one of those things where you're like, oh, wow, I guess we're going to find a way to just bleed all over the ice. Um, Really weird. Like, just the whole play was weird. Um, It was like a scrum at the boards and guys like skating over. And I don't know if like he got clipped because all you see is he's on the ground after like falling. And then, um, I, I guess he may have got nicked. It was someone was skating by, um, he got tangled up with Philip mayors on the, uh, inside board, uh, while on the ice, he was cut by Pat Maroon's skate blade. Uh, you can't really see it from the video. Um, he was transported to a hospital, underwent a procedure third to Tuesday night. The team placed him on long-term injury reserve early Wednesday morning. um, Crazy, just a crazy, like, flute thing. But people tend to forget that, you know, hockey players are playing with basic weapons on the bottom of their feet. Like, that is a crazy situation. Like, the whole thing is crazy. Obviously, uh, positive uh, thoughts to Evander Kane for a, for a health situation. Um, you may not like Evander Kane, the individual. You may love Evander Kane, the individual. He is a very... Um, so, word I'm looking for: brash individual. Sure, we'll go with that. Um, but I, I, I don't obviously don't want to see anyone go through the physical things that he's going to go through. Um, obviously with this wrist injury and the surgery, basically. Uh, I'm guaranteeing you the way that he got up off that ice, that there was probably, he could probably see part of the inside of his arm, which makes me want to throw up. So, um, obviously thoughts to Kane and his family during this recovery process. Uh, topic number four for the five for fighting Monday, November 14th, uh, the pro hockey hall of fame will introduce its newest members, which include Hendrick and Daniel Sedin, Roberto Luongo, Daniel Alfredson rika Salini and herb carnegie uh congratulations to all of those that are going to be taking their rightful spots uh in the hall of fame uh i will probably watch the inductions because excuse me i'm a nerd and i, I think that this is a this is a great moment um the sadine brothers were were big obviously not only for hockey in vancouver but hockey in canada um, as they're big parts of the uh, of Team Canada. Um, and then obviously we have, we, we, we can't be r- remiss without talking about Carnegie a little bit more. Uh, he was a fixture at the monthly NHL old-timers luncheon in Toronto, uh, even though he never played a minute in the league. Uh, it's weird, right? Um, he was an electric high-scoring center in the 30s, into the 50s, dreamed to playing in the NHL, but because of the obvious race barrier, uh, during those times he was unable to uh, join the National Hockey League um, it's a real shame um, I'm glad that the Hockey Hall of Fame is going to induct him into the Hall of Fame he unfortunately died back March 9th of 2012 at the age of 92 he'll become the 5th black inductee into the Hockey Hall of Fame joining Grant Fuhr, Angela James Willie O'Ree and Jerome Ginla. so definitely uh, a big moment for the hockey community uh, this coming up Monday, November 14th, as we introduce the newest members into the Pro Hockey Hall of Fame. And my final topic here, and this is going to kind of come back to topic number three, which is the Evander Kane injury. Um, This season has been absolutely marred by injuries. The aforementioned Kane injury, uh, Luff of the Red Wings is going to be out 10 to 12 weeks after surgery uh, due to a bad hit, which resulted in a two-game suspension for Juraj Slakovich, uh, Felipe Zadia also of the Red Wings, out six to eight weeks with lower body injury. Connor Brown of the Washington Capitals, ACL surgery, he's done for the year. TJ Oshie's out indefinitely with a lower body injury. Um, obviously, Tom Wilson still isn't back. Uh, we talked about it on last week's show. Uh, Andre Palat being hurt. There's a lot of people around the National Hockey League right now that are just banged up. And I think that teams are literally in bad spots right now because of the injury bug. They're, it's it's really bad right now. Um, I was looking around on NHL.com, looking at injury news. Um, this thing is just—it's a mile long. Um, you know, Kane obviously out three to four months. Zadina's out. Blackwood of the Devils is out three to six weeks. Obviously, that you put him next to Andre Pilat. That's a bad one. Uh, Valerie Nishkinen is expected to be out a month for the defending champion uh, Avalanche. Obviously, we talked about Palat with the with, with the groin surgery. Mentioned Connor Brown. TJ Oshie joins the laundry list of Washington Capitals that are going to not play for the foreseeable future. Um, like I said, Tom Wilson, Nick Backstrom, Carl Hagelin still hurt. Um John Carlson's day to day, so he's dinged up. So the, there's just there's a lot of guys that are literally just beat up. Jamie Drysiddle, Drysdale. excuse me, Jamie Drysdale of the Ducks. He's out for the rest of the regular season with a torn labrum. Um, it, it's just it's it seems like, and I don't know if it's this is the cause and effect of guys. Sean Couturier spent about three to four months after having having back revision surgery. It's his second surgery in less than a year. He's 29 years old. Um, Yeah, this this season has been marred by injuries. It's not a good thing, obviously. Um, It's very scary that these guys are literally just pages of injury reports every night being put out about guys. Lower body injury, upper body injury. Um, And hockey players are the first guys that will play through a lot of unthought of injuries that you're like, man, there's no way you can play through that. Guys are literally playing through that. Um, so yeah, if, if you're thinking about uh basketball seasons being marred by injury, look at this hockey season. I'll tell you, this one is, this one's been pretty marred with injuries. Uh, hopefully for everybody involved, uh, quick recoveries so that we can get the best hockey season that we can have so that I can give you more fun here on the five for fighting podcast. But that's going to do it for this week's episode. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at TheyCallMeBurn. You can follow me, uh, my wrestling podcast show that I do with Ernest EJ Christian, Big Jim, and our friend Joe Lopez over at Take the Number 3 wrestling on Twitter. Uh, if you're not already, like, subscribe, thumbs up that as well if you can for us, please. Uh, as always, head over to tpublic.com slash up. Uh, for all the cool designs there. I believe Jim has 34 designs right now. Uh, Maybe I can get him to make a couple more uh, hockey ones so that we can have some fun stuff there. Maybe I can get him to do a uh, Capitals Reverse Retro uh, Puddle Up Pod shirt so we can have more fun with that. Jim, if you're listening, I'm just coming up with more ideas for you and I apologize for that. Um, But other than that, guys, that's going to do it for this week's show. I appreciate everybody hanging out. Um, If you haven't already... Uh, Give it a thumbs up. Come talk to me on Twitter about what you would like for me to talk about on next week's show right here on the Five for Fighting podcast.